Hey, how's it going, everyone? Your friend Dean Kulawira here, and welcome to this week's recording of my weekly um, Facebook and LinkedIn Live. So today what I spoke to, spoke on was the results of a survey I re- recently, I think it was a couple of days back, that I posted on LinkedIn, and I, and I was basically asking my LinkedIn network, all the job seekers specifically, what was the greatest challenge they were facing in their job search? So around uh, 560-something people, I believe, um, actually voted on this survey. So it was a pretty good sample size. And of that 500 plus, uh, 560 plus, uh, 64% said the greatest struggle that they faced was in regards to applying for jobs and not getting any response to their applications. And then 25% was uh, just not getting interviews. So what I focused on on this week's live stream was... That first part, that, that that most dominant factor, which is just now getting response to uh, applying to job uh, online job applications, and what I spoke about spoke about on this stream is uh, specifically seven six steps uh, plus a bonus step in terms of how you need to be approaching that online applying job online application strategy. What you need to be doing, because look, folks, if you're only applying and not doing anything else, like just applying and kind of waiting for a response. That's a failing strategy. That's what I spoke about in today's uh, uh, live stream. So check it out. Make sure you have your notebooks out, by the way, if you're taking them, you know, because I shared a lot of great information here. Uh, make sure you check it out. If you want to tune in live weekly for these live streams, I go live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time zone uh, to speak about this. And, and you can see me full in video and as well as interact with me and, and ask your questions live. And uh, we can connect that way. So uh, feel free to check out my website. It should be in the description for this podcast below. And uh, feel free to follow me or connect with me on LinkedIn. Or alternatively, you can watch me uh, live on Facebook as well. Thanks so much. And without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. Hey, how's it going, everyone? What's up? What's up? What's going on? How's everybody doing? Let me know in the comments. Firstly, if you can see me and hear me okay, I just want to make sure. I always ask that every time. And uh, let me know in the comments uh, where you're tuning in from. And make sure you hit like. And I do see for myself I am live. Uh, so looks like no technical issues there. So let me know in the comments, folks, where are you tuning tuning in from. And uh, I'm, I'm going to get this thing started in a few minutes. And uh, look, very important topic, very interesting and fascinating topic today that I wanted to speak about. And uh, hey, hey, Nikhil, thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate your comment and tuning in. Um, uh, say hi in the comments, folks, just like Nikhil did. Let me know you're here. Let me know you're tuning in um, and uh, make sure you hit like. Uh, so we got, uh, hey, Nikhil. Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks so much for asking, Nikhil. I hope you're doing great as well. And uh, Nikhil, I, by the way, Nikhil, I really appreciate the post that you put. I, I noticed that you have been posting on LinkedIn, which is great. Uh, I think more people need to be doing that. So thanks, uh, Nikhil, for sharing your tips and advice to, you know, your fellow job seekers as well. I got, we got Anant in the house. Hey, Dean, Ashutosh is, whoa, Ashutosh is coming in from Ireland. Yeah, thanks so much for tuning in, Ashutosh. Uh, then uh, so, some of your names, for some reason, it's not showing who the person is. So that's why I got this other. I think BT, uh, BT Nandu is tuning in. So thanks so much, BT. Uh, we got Dipti in the house. Akash, Akash, my friend from Nepal. Thanks so much for tuning in again. Uh, we got Sweta. Hey, Sweta, thanks so much for tuning in. We got Mara. We got Priyanka, Abi, Milan. Uh, Danushka is tuning in. Hey, Danushka, hope you're doing great. So I appreciate everyone um, tuning in and uh, really excited to share my res- my results from my recent poll. Uh, 
so I'll just give it a few more seconds before we get into it. But let me just, at my end, I'm just going to quickly pull out my poll results. And just to maintain, you know, the privacy of the people who voted on the poll, I'm not going to display it on the screen or anything, guys. So hope you understand that. Uh, but I will be reading to you uh, the results uh, shortly. Uh, so we got someone. Uh, hey, Ariz, how's it going? Thanks so much for tuning in. We got Anjali tuning in. Uh, Nikhil says, uh, thank you, Dean. Appreciate it. Trying to do my bit. Yeah, awesome, Nikhil. Uh, Saeed, how's it going? Vijay. Vijay from Calgary. Wow, Vijay, thanks so much for tuning in. All right, so folks, let's get this uh, party started, right? So what I want to speak about today is so so recently on LinkedIn, um, I put out a poll or a survey uh, basically asking job seekers, okay, what is the greatest challenge you're facing right now in your job search, right? And I gave a couple of options and let me just read them to you. And, and I'll, I'll read the exact question I asked as well. Uh, AO, I see you there. See you. I see you, AO. Thanks so much for tuning in. AO's tuning in all the way from Nigeria. Uh, Vijay says, this is my first session with you. Awesome, Vijay. I hope I, I hope I live up to your expectations and I provide you with a lot of value. Um, and by the way, folks, before uh, I'm going to get into the poll results shortly, but look, if uh, this is a great opportunity for all of you to network with each other. So put in the comments and let everyone know if you're open to networking and connecting with each other, put in the comments, say I'm open to networking and all of you should be connecting and, and getting to know each other, right? So uh, make sure you put that in the comments uh, that you're open to networking. And uh, so let me just open up this poll. So uh, I now I did this poll or this survey uh, on LinkedIn, uh, uh, and it was, I guess, uh, two days ago. Or was it a day ago? I can't even remember. But basically, I, my, my what I was asking is for, for job seekers to vote on this, right? And the question I asked in the survey is, job seekers, what is the greatest challenge you face in your job search right now? And I gave four options, right? So the first option was no responses to my application. Uh, the next one was not getting interviews. And the next one was uh, not getting final offers after the interviews. And then the final one was other. So, and, and I asked people to comment with what that other was. And uh, so those are the possible res uh, responses, right? And I do see people putting in comments that they're open to networking. So that's awesome. That's great. Uh, so again, uh, make sure you connect with each other folks. So the results. So in terms of the results, now the poll does have still one more day left, but I was just so eager to get this, um, you know, speak about this and then help all of you uh, who are, who the majority of you are obviously struggling at this uh, particular stage uh, with more information, right? So, uh, so far total 546 votes, right? So this is based on a fairly large sample size, I would say. Now I'm not a statistics expert, but maybe those of you in the comments can let me know, is 546 a pretty good number for me to kind of work with in terms of how many people voted on this survey. So let me know in the comments if you think 546 is a good number. So this is the this is the basis of these results, right? So from 546 people who voted on this survey, 64% said the greatest challenge that they face is no responses to my application, right? 64%. Uh, and 25% uh, said not getting interviews is the greatest challenge they're facing, right? And then we had 8% who said not getting offers after the final interview. And then we had 3% who voted other. Now, just to show the significance of the numbers, right? I'm just going to quickly open up. So of that 64, was it 64% I said? Uh, yeah, this, the 64%. Who, um, so what that represents, folks, uh, is basically three of that 500 and something people total who voted, 352 people said their greatest uh, challenge was no responses to the application, right? I mean, that's crazy, guys. Like, so so of that 540-something, whatever it is, like 352 of you are saying, like, the application stage, no responses to the application is, like, the greatest challenge. I mean, that's crazy, right? 
and and then not getting interviews. So that was like, what was it? 25% I said, I think. So not getting interviews, 134 people said that's the greatest challenge that they're facing. And then not getting offers after the final interview, that's 45 people, still significant. And then uh, 17 people fall, down, fall under other, who's, who's basically, you know, other, other various reasons. So guys, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus, at least for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to focus on those two biggest numbers, which is no responses to the application and then not getting interviews. Uh, you know, uh, the applications are not, not actually resulting in any interviews, so no interviews. So 352 people said no responses to the application. 134 people said they're just not getting interviews, that being their greatest challenge. So the next few weeks, I'm going to focus on providing tips and advice to cater to those top two things. I'm not going to ignore the other stuff. Don't think, you know, just because I'm, I'm not, it's not a significant number who's not getting the final offers. I'm not, it doesn't mean I'm not going to speak about that stuff. I'm still going to speak to it. But clearly the issue looks like at the application stage, folks. So now I did put a short, and so today I'm going to focus, uh, everyone, I'm going to focus on specifically uh, addressing this issue with why you're not getting responses on your uh, on your application uh, submission stage, right? And I appreciate the the comments, folks. I'm not ignoring your comments. I'm just in the zone right now. I'm gonna talk about this stuff, and then I'm gonna get into your comments. All right. So thanks everyone who has been uh, commenting. So, uh, uh, well, now what was I gonna say? Yeah. So I uh, so yesterday yesterday evening I put out a quick video dis briefly discussing this uh, this result, right? Uh, and, and again, the the main thing is. And the main thing most most of you are experiencing is, look, you're you're sending out your application, you're applying for jobs, and you're simply not even getting that initial response. So how do you even get an interview if you don't even get that initial response, right? That's that's the frustration that a lot of you have been sharing with me. And I'm gonna reiterate something I so, said on that video. And by the way, folks, uh, today is a note taking session. Like, you, if you're not taking notes, this is gonna be a waste of your time. Or what you wanna do is, if you can't take notes. Well, make sure you watch the replay right after this whole uh, live session is done. Uh, by the way, shout out to everyone tuning in from Facebook as well. I don't want to ignore my, my people on Facebook. And of course, everyone uh, here on LinkedIn is, is the majority of you. But uh, take your notebooks right now, folks. You want to take notes because I'm going to be sharing like, uh, what is this, six, six, six or seven steps on how you need to be effectively applying online. So I'm going to be sharing some steps. Make sure you have your pen and paper. If you're more of a digital person, make sure you have your note-taking app or whatever you have open because I'm going to be talking about some real stuff today, okay? So here's, here, here's I'm just going to hit all of you with some reality right now. Like even before, I want you to think back to before COVID-19, before this whole pandemic, before people were getting laid off and all that stuff. Even back then, guys, applying online, depending solely on applying online was a failing strategy failing strategy folks like even back when things were prosperous i'm talking to when things were good things were great the economy was growing great uh people are uh, you know companies are basically competing for the talent because they can't uh, you know there's so much uh, available opportunities and not enough talent even back then applying for jobs online like your chances of getting a response or even that leading to a to, to an actual job opportunity is like way smaller like like the chances are and i, I there's various statistics i've read i've read statistics as low as like two percent or five percent and, and statistics as high as maybe I think eight or 10% or something. So do your own research on that. But what I'm saying is even when things were good folks, extremely low chances of you actually getting jobs in response to simply applying for roles. Now the exception is if you have a, a niche, very specific niche skill set, uh, whereby the, the company's having difficulty finding people uh, locally because it's a very specific skill set they're looking for, that's the exception to the rule. If that's your situation, that doesn't apply to you. But for the most part, even when things were good guys, Online applications was a failing strategy. So what makes you think things are going to be any different right now, folks? 
right? And a lot of you are putting a whole lot of, uh, uh, you know, you're applying for like, I don't know how many applications you're putting out there. You're applying for jobs. You're putting on applications and you're sitting back waiting for a response. That is not that, that, that strategy, even before it didn't work. Now it's not going to work. Like it, there's no reason for it to work anymore, folks, because look, all of you, you and I know there have been layoffs left and right. A whole bunch of people have been losing jobs, getting laid off, getting fired, getting put on even people, people put on furlough, right? That are actively on the market. So what does that mean? And I've ex I explained this on my video last night, right? Increase in available talent on the market and fewer available job opportunities. So yeah, the market might be kind of opening up right now, but things are not going to suddenly snap and go back to, yeah, to 2019 prosperity levels. It's not going to happen. It's going to be a gradual, uh, you know, transition to things going back to normal. Like I, I was, I, I, I did this show last week. Um, uh, and one of my guests was there to speak about, uh, it, uh, budget cuts and it spending cuts. And, and, uh, this article, I think it was from Gartner or, or, uh, CIO magazine, where it says it'll take another three years for IT spending to go back to 2019 levels. Three years, folks. Okay, and I'm not trying to scare you with this information. I just need all of you to think realistically about how you're conducting and approaching your job search. And basically what I'm saying is you can't keep doing the same things you were doing before when things were good as you are right now. So depending solely on your job application is a failing strategy. Proof of that is the sample size uh, sample survey that I shared, right? And, and I see some of you said, yeah, 546 people is a pretty good sample size. Of 546 people, uh, what was it? 300 and uh, what was it? Anyone remember? Uh, 300 and 352 people are saying that their greatest challenge is no responses to their application. I mean, if that doesn't show you the reality of the situation, folks, I don't know what it, what does, right? So that right there is proof that simply applying for, for these roles and, and just waiting for a response, not a winning strategy, okay? So I'm going to get right into six. So, so and then now before I get into my tips, I'm not saying you should not apply online. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you, you should not apply online. Uh, you know, I'm not saying, yeah, you know, forget about applying online. Don't do it at all. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you need to apply online, but there are some additional steps, folks, you need to be taking that, that a lot of you are not taking because you're applying and you're, you're, you're moving on to the next application then, right? Most of you, that's what most of you are doing. Let me know in the comments if that what you, that's what you're doing, right? You're, you're just applying and, you, uh, and then you move on to the next one. Apply, move on to the next one. Apply, move on to the next one. You're, you're just applying, applying and waiting for the replying and there's no replying happening, right? There's no one responding. So first thing is, I still want you to keep applying. You still want to do the, uh, the application, right? But and that is step one. Step one is you want to apply for the position, right? And this could be directly at a company, could be through a staffing agency, could be a staffing agency adver uh, ad advertisement or whatever. You still want to do that. That's step one. You want to apply. Now, step number two. And by the way, if you're not taking notes, that's a big mistake. You need to be taking notes right now. Step number two is you need to research. I want all of you to research and identify key stakeholders at the organization you're interested in working in that you just applied for, Right. So you need to be uh, actually actively applying for these uh, uh, positions and then doing your, and the second step is identifying the, the you know, stakeholders that might be, uh, um, uh, stakeholders that might be involved in the hiring process. Uh, Priyanka, I see your question. Uh, I'm not ignoring it. I'm going to get around to that shortly. I'm just going to go through these steps first, uh, but thanks for your question. And yeah, folks, feel free to put your questions in. I'll get around to them shortly. So step number two is you need to identify, uh, folks, the stakeholders. Who are the people who could potentially be involved in this hiring decision? Now, this might uh, involve some guesswork here and there because it's not always going to be clear who the hiring manager is, who the, the technical team, uh, technical manager is, 
or even who the HR person or the, or the recruiter is. But guess what? Surprise, surprise, you're on LinkedIn. You have to go and do some legwork. You can go to the company page, go to the employees list, and you got to do some research, folks. You got to do some legwork here. So you got to go. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to identify, I'd say, like uh, two or three categories of people, right? You want to you identify people in HR, human resources. You want to identify corporate recruiters. These could be two different categories, by the way. Just because someone's in HR doesn't mean that they're recruiting. Keep that in mind. But you want to definitely identify HR managers, um, then corporate recruiters, internal recruiters at the company. And then you want to, sorry, phone call there. And then you want to identify uh, people outside of that domain as well. So actual technical hiring managers. So you need to do some research here and figure out, okay, who here has a job title that, that does appear to be related to whatever job I'm uh, applying for. Let's say you're a software developer and you're doing your research on the company. You, you see, you know, Hey, look, looks like there's someone here who's a software development manager. Is it possible that they're involved in the hiring process for this? It's possible, especially if it's a smaller, smaller company and there's only software, one software development manager. Chances are they have an involvement in an in involvement with this position you're applying for. So that's someone you, you need to add to your list, right? To reach out to. And uh, again, could be other people as well. Could be people at the director level. Could be people at the, the VP level. Folks, what do you have to lose by, by, by reaching out to all these people? Worst case scenario, they don't uh, reply to your message. So what? Who cares? But right there, just in one company, if you see that right there, right there, you have potentially like four or five individuals you can reach out to right there. You can reach out to the HR manager. You can reach out to the corporate recruiter. You can reach out to the software development manager. You can reach out to the, the, the director of uh, development. You can reach out to the VP of development. Five people right there in one company. Imagine you do that with five companies. Five times five is what? If you five companies, five individuals at each company. How, much, how many contacts is that? 25 contacts. Just for five companies, folks. All of you, if you, and most of you who are watching this are in IT, have probably taken courses in statistics. You probably have a better understanding of statistics than I do. But just reaching out to 25 people versus you only reaching or you only reaching out to like one or two people, what are the better odds of you getting a response? Reaching out to 25 people or reaching out to like one or two people, right? Now you can argue, yeah, well, Dean, what if those one or two people are really targeted and they're they're specifically the people uh, for the role? Great, do that. Definitely, uh, definitely reach out to those people. But what do you have to lose by reaching out to more people than that internally within the organization? So you need to be identifying uh, identifying these potential people, folks. And sometimes it's not going to be as easy to figure out who these people are. So this is where you got to do some research, right? At your end, you got to do some legwork. It's not. I'm not going. I'm not saying job search is going to be easy. You have to do some some research and some legwork. So that's step number two is identifying potential stakeholders, right? That's the next thing. Step number two, identifying potential stake, uh, stakeholders. Uh, now, step number three. Now, I'm on this premium version of LinkedIn. So, and, and also I have a huge network, right? I, my network, I think I have like 21,000 connections on LinkedIn, right? So most of the time I can message pretty much, you know, most people, like I don't have to even connect with people. I can just message people, right? Because I have a big network. Now, most of you might not have a big network, right? So the, so the next step is uh, because you, and you might not be able to send them a direct message or an email, especially if you're on the free account, uh, because you need to be connected to them. So the next step is you want to connect to the, connect with them, right? So send them a LinkedIn connection invite, uh, because if they, you know, assuming that they, they accept your connection request, that's when you'll be able to actually message them. Now, some people might not, uh, accept your connection request folks, right? So this is why you got to kind of reach out to, not kind of, but you got to reach out to multiple people within the same organization. So you want to send them a connection request. Now the connection request I would keep now, depending on who you're reaching out to, I would keep it either like, you know, you know, very, like I, I would either not, not even talk about how you want a job right at this point. I would just say, Hey, 
hey, uh, hey, Dean, you know, I'm I'm um, looking to expand my network. I noticed that you're a, a person, uh, you know, a, a, a XYZ at uh, such and such company. Uh, thought it would be uh, thought it would be great for us to connect. That's it. Leave it at that. Like I keep it simple like that, right? Or what you what you can do is. You can you can just be very direct and then send your value proposition message, which is which is the next one I'm going to be talking about. Uh, now the thing with that is, if you go direct with that, it is possible they might be like, okay, this is another person who's going to reach out and they're going to start asking me for a job or something, uh, and they might just decline you right away. So my suggestion, my personal feel on this is, look, just keep it a very generic, um, you know, customized message. Just say, and just focus on the fact that you want to expand your network. You're looking to connect with new people, which is the case, which is true. You are connecting and expanding your network, and uh, just leave it at that, right? Uh, the other option is mention something that's going to capture their attention, right? And, and, and again, I'm going to speak about this more in the next step. Uh, that speaks more and more in regards to uh, actual results you've achieved and the kind of ROI you can bring to the organization. You can do that. And that one is really like it's kind of aggressive because it's, it's a hit or a miss. It's either going to capture their attention and they're going to be like, yeah, I'm, I want to connect with this person. Or it's going to be like, oh, gosh, here comes another person who's going to eventually ask me if I can pass on their resume or they're going to ask me for a job and they're going to decline. So my suggestion, folks, especially if you have not mastered sending a really good message, right, is to go with uh, the first option. So just keep it very generic. You're, you're looking to expand your network. You're, you're looking to connect with people. Leave it at that and then, and then uh, you know, get their connection requests, right? And then you want to do your follow-up message the following week. Uh, so that's my suggestion. So that's step number three is connecting with those people that you researched in step number two, right? Uh, so you identify the stakeholders. Now, step number three, this one, you're, you're connecting with them. You send them a LinkedIn connection request so you can actually communicate with them. You can actually have have uh, send them a message, right? Now, step number four, step number four. So after they accept the connection request or, or maybe you're able to, to direct message them, uh, next, you, next thing you want to do is you want to send a direct targeted message. And uh, your message needs to include a value proposition, right? Now, the value proposition and 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 it should include something that speaks of your results, actual results and the actual ROI that you had as an individual, as an individual contributor at your previous project or at your previous organization. Now, this is the part where I might offend a few of you, right? But if you've been following me for a while, you know, you know, Dean always keeps it real and he and, and, and I'm not concerned. I'm more concerned with your success, folks, than I am with offending you. OK, if I, did, uh, I try my best not to offend anyone. But if I had to choose between you being successful and, and, and potentially offending you, I'm going to go with choosing to, to, to help you be successful, right? Most of you are sending very generic messages that don't capture anyone's attention, right? And uh, basically the message, I'm, I'm not going to call on anyone here and, you know, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to do that. But for the most part, most of your messages are simply focused on very, you know, duties and responsibilities uh, kind of uh, stuff, right? So, for example, uh, so, uh, an example, you know, typical message I get is, hi, Dean, I'm a software developer. Uh, you know, I, I've worked in software development for five years. I work with Java technologies. I also know front-end technologies such as uh, JavaScript and also the JavaScript frameworks. And I'm currently on the market for work. Do you have any opportunities? Or, uh, you know, let me know if you have any opportunities. Now, for those of you who just listened to that, does that capture your attention? Now, put yourself in the shoes of, of a recruiter or a hiring manager who probably gets a whole bunch of developers reaching out. And most of these messages are the same, right? So assuming the fact that you're, so just imagine yourself, you're receiving all these messages and it's the exact same format, right? I have I have X number of years of experience and I work with X, XYZ technologies and this and that. You receive like 10, 15 of those. Eventually, it's not going to impress you. It's nothing uh, nothing impressive, folks. Like that's the reality of it. I'm just telling you as it is, right? 
And that's the kind of message most of, most of you are sending out. You're sending similar messages. Hey, I'm a project manager. I got eight years of experience. I've been working in the banking sector and uh, my contract just finished. And, you know, I'm, I'm now actively on the market. Uh, let me know if you have any opportunities. Guys, it's, it's generic. It's not capturing anyone's attention. And here's the thing. Here's the sad thing is that all of you have phenomenal, for the most part, have amazing, phenomenal results. And you're not speaking about it. I don't know if it's because you're shy or you don't want to come across as bragging. Okay, so this is where our upbringings might have ha might have a negative effect on us, right? Because most of us, our parents tell us, yeah, don't brag. Don't talk about your achievements. You know, other people are going to feel bad and this and that. Maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. Like, I, co I come from a South Asian background. Like, I'm, I'm originally, uh, I'm from a Sri Lankan background. And that's how it is in our culture, right? We're told, like, yeah, don't talk about yourself. Don't brag about yourself. Other people are going to get jealous. You're going to attract the evil eye and all that stuff. But, folks, on LinkedIn, you got to capture people's attention, right? You have to have to have to capture people's attention. And what you want to do is you want to speak about those, those results and then the ROI you achieve. Now, a few things you might want to mention is, and I'm just giving you some examples and, and what all of you taking notes, I want you to, for homework, you need to, you need to think of more examples of this, right? And, and you need to write down more ideas. What you want to do is focus on results you achieve that have resulted in uh, increases in company revenue, uh, savings of time, savings in uh, uh, costs. Uh, increases in efficiency, cutting down time in certain processes. Uh, for example, uh, if, if you were involved in the project and, and you were working on some kind of a process and before the process took eight hours and you helped reduce it to two hours, that would be an example of an actual result or, or ROI that you achieved. And, and cutting that time down to two hours, what was that in cost savings and, and, and increases in cost customer satisfaction? or, or uh, you know, increases in revenue and all that. So those are the numbers you need to be speaking about and mentioning in your direct message, folks, because it shows the results you achieved previously in that previous project or that previous company you were at that's going to really capture the attention of the recruiter or the hiring manager that you're, uh, that, that you're messaging, right? A lot of you are not messaging, uh, mentioning this in your message. And this is exactly what's going to capture people's attention because it's like, whoa, this, 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 this guy or this gal, did they accomplish this at that organization? And, uh, you know, we're, we're looking to have someone do this at this organization. Maybe they can help us out with us and, 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 and get us similar results. Like that's what's going to capture attention, folks. Not the fact that you have your project manager with eight years experience, not the fact that you were working in banking, not the fact that you are working on banking on a, on a banking applications project. What's going to capture attention is what were the results? What, what results did you get? What was the ROI? Like that's what you need to be mentioning on your, on your initial message, your direct message that's going to capture attention. Now, this does not guarantee that even despite doing this, does not guarantee you're going to get a response, folks. That's not what I'm saying. But it certainly increases your odds of getting a response if you focus on the results you've achieved. By the way, make sure it's relevant to the person that you're uh, or the organization or the position you're reaching out to. Because if you're talking about some results that has nothing to do with, uh, with their company or whatever problem they're experiencing or anything to do with what you see mentioned on the job description, it's still not going to capture their attention, right? So it's still got to be uh, relevant. So uh, this is a very important one. Step number four, in your direct message, you want to mention uh, specific results that you achieved uh, for uh, in, in your previous companies that's relevant, that, that would be relevant to the person you're reaching out to, that's really going to capture their attention. That's one of the, that's, uh, that's what's going to capture their attention, uh, folks. And all of you have these achievements. I know I'm pretty sure none of you can say that, yeah, I, I haven't uh, accomplished anything amazing. You have, you definitely have. You just don't, you either just don't uh, know it, uh, you're not aware of it, and you haven't really sat down and actually put numbers on it, but you have achieved uh, results that, that, that were of value to the business folks. That's why you were, you were, you had your previous job or that's why you were on that project. It's because the, the business saw that you had an ROI greater than whatever your salary was, right? 
your salary is at whatever this level, but the ROI the business saw was at this level. That's why, because otherwise it was, if it was a flip, you would, they wouldn't have hired you. You would not have kept your job. So take the time to figure that out and, and make sure you mention those results that you can mention on the direct message. Uh, so now step number five, extremely important. Just because you send a great message does not mean that they're going to respond. So there's no guarantee, even though, yeah. So some of you might be like, Hey Dean, I sent the message out. Nobody responded. Yeah, it's still no guarantee anyone's going to respond, folks. Like, the, the, you still got to uh, do step number five, which is, I'd say, one of the most important steps. Follow up. You need to follow up. Do not depend on one message. One message, bad idea. One point of contact, bad idea. You cannot depend on that. Remember, you're competing for their attention. They might be getting a whole bunch of messages from other places. Maybe they missed, their, missed your message. Maybe uh, the priorities changed temporarily, but now suddenly, uh, you know, they're back to hiring and they want to hire someone. You need to keep following up, folks. And in my recommendation, the first, I'd say month month one and two, you know, after you apply, month one and two, uh, uh, within the first month and, and, and second month, follow up on a weekly basis. You want to follow up on a weekly basis. Keep showing interest. Keep showing why you're a great person for this role. Keep talking about the results you achieved previously that you can help achieve for this company. And again, actual numbers numbers and figures. Again, a dollar the dollar amounts you saved, uh, revenues increased time you've saved, uh, cost savings, um, increases in efficiency, percentages, and this and that, all that stuff that really shows actual metrics. That's that's what you need to focus, guys. Actual metrics you have achieved, that's what's going to be valuable to these people. And keep following up and keep adding value. Like, And for example, your follow-up does not have to simply be you always asking, hey, hey, I'm interested. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm interested in this position. You know, I, I, can I get an interview? And that's no, it's not just that. You definitely want to follow up with with your achievements and what you can do and all of that stuff. But you also want to do a value added follow up as well. Like, uh, check out the person's profile. What what is their title? What is their interest? What are their what are they what have they been posting about? What would be of interest to them? If you're speaking to uh, if you're messaging a for example a manager of cybersecurity, uh, wild guess what would they be interested in? Right. Uh, what would they be interested in? They'd be interested in hearing about cybersecurity stuff. So let's say you're connected with them. You've been following up with them for a few weeks and they still haven't responded. Hey, why not share with them a cybersecurity article or some cybersecurity event that's going on? Would that be of value to them? Yeah, probably, right? And it's just another excuse for you to follow up without, without coming across as pestering, right? So that's what you need to be uh, doing. Put some variety into your follow-up and add some value. Position yourself as someone of value, folks, because you do have value. You All of you have solved... $100,000, couple of $100,000, million, maybe million dollar, multi-million dollar projects. All of you have been involved in, in such projects, whether you know it or not. So you, you, you're you capable of adding value. So you want to sprinkle in some, some value add into your follow-up. So think of some ideas on how you can do that and make sure you do that. Uh, so Sushma says, uh, I never get reply from my application. Yeah, Sushma, so that's exactly what we're talking about. So I'm providing tips on how to overcome that and get by that. So, um, I mean, if you have, if you just joined in, rewind or, or or wait until the stream is finished go back to the beginning and listening listen to the entire thing right because i'm this is what i'm providing tips on is how to how to go, how to go through this uh so that being said yeah follow up keep following up folks so month one and two follow up every week weekly basis month month three on month three every other week month four onwards on a monthly basis because you want to keep following up <clears throat> keep following up right Now, some of you might be thinking, Dean, what's the point of following up beyond month three or four? Because that's what you got to do, folks. Like I've given this advice to some candidates and some candidates have come back, have come back and told me, Dean, I took your advice. I kept following up. And after six, seven months, they actually reached out to me. They said that there was a, the hold on their, their hiring budget. 
but they reached out to me because I've been continuously following up and I got the interview and I got the job. It happens. So, so that's why you got to keep following up folks. Now, I'm not guaranteeing that's going to happen, but my point is you need to continue following up. So again, month one, month two, every week, month three, every other week, month four onwards, monthly basis. You want to follow up on a monthly basis. Now, uh, which brings me to step number six, right? Step number six, which is which is uh, very important to understand after the follow-up. You do not want to put all your eggs in one basket. As much as it's important for you to keep following up with those other opportunities, you want to continuously apply and, and, and keep your pipeline full of other new opportunities as well, right? Because folks, that's, what, that's, that's what's going to keep you motivated. Otherwise, you're going to be following up with a handful of opportunities. They're not going to reply because, again, this this might, this might strategy is going to take a few weeks. It's don't expect immediate results. They're not going to reply, and then you're going to feel demotivated. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel down and all of that stuff. So my suggestion, while you're following up with these opportunities, with all these people, remember multiple people at each uh, minimum, you know, four or five people at each organization. You're, you're following up with each of these people, by the way, right? So while you're doing that, you're still adding new opportunities to your pipeline. So you're still applying for new jobs, looking for new opportunities. You're still adding to your pipeline. So that's what you need to be doing while you're following up, adding new opportunities. And guess what? That's going to keep you motivated because it's new things to get excited about, right? So you're, you're following up with, with, with you know, this group of people, but then you're also looking for new opportunities and you're, you're adding them to your pipeline, new companies for you to consider, new people for you to connect with and reach out to. And by the way, the more people you connect with, guess what? You're, you're, you're expanding your network, right? So do these two things, folks, after the application, right? And after you send that direct message, follow up, and then you want to keep applying for new opportunities. Now, some people say, some people out there say, yeah, well, you should focus on just a few opportunities and, uh, you know, just focus on that. You don't want to expand your options. To, uh, and, and I totally, I, I definitely get that and I understand that perspective. But here's the thing, folks. A lot of you are kind of new to sending these direct messages. So you might not, it might take some practice for you to get good at sending really good messages. So until you perfect sending good messages and actually getting responses and all of that, you need to play the numbers game. Okay. And now some of some job search experts out there might disagree with me on this, but my theory on this, my belief on this is look, until you get quality, quality, you need to go for quantity. So you need to go for quantity before you get to quality. And, and the more quantity you go for, the more you start refining your messaging, you start getting more experience and, and more phone calls and more interviews. That's when you start perfecting your ability to sell yourself and send the right messages. When that happens, then you can start minimizing and you get more focused on your search. But in the meantime, uh, what you want to do is you want to keep adding new opportunities to your pipeline so you're, so you're able to uh, you know stay positive, stay motivated, and keep pushing through, right? And uh, that's pretty much it. And then the bonus tip. So those are the six tips. So let me go, go, go over those tips again. Uh, well, actually, let me tell you the bonus tip first, right? So the bonus tip is I kind of alluded to it before is you want to you want to identify those people that that you most want to connect with, right? <clears throat> and then what you want to do is you want to you want to professionally stalk them. You want to be a professional stalker, folks. You need to identify those people that most interest you. Connect with them on LinkedIn, and then see what they're what they're posting on LinkedIn. If they're posting their own stuff, if they're posting articles, if they're posting posting any of this stuff, do not comment on their stuff and saying, "Hey, I need a job." Do not do that. That's not what I'm saying. You need to engage with their comments, share your thoughts. If they, if, if, if uh, going with the example, you're you connected with a cybersecurity manager, right? At a company you're interested in, <clears throat> he posts an article about cybersecurity. Read the article real quick, and you know what? Like his post, uh, like his or her post. Comment on their uh, and, and then comment on it, right? Comment and share your own thoughts and say, hey, uh, you know, this is what I thought about this article. Well, what do you think? 
build that relationship, folks. This is how you professionally stalk people uh, in a professional manner. And you're building, you're engaging with them. You're building a relationship with them. You're showing interest in them, right? And especially if they post their own content, it's, it's, it's a must-have. You must, must, must engage with their content. Do not be so short-sighted that you're only focusing on people uh, that, that you can say, hey, I need a job or, hey, help me. Um, you know, here's my resume. Think long-term, folks. You think long-term, engage with the content. And that's how you, and by the way, not only are you engaging with their content, you're also becoming visible to them. Guess what? Your name is going to be very familiar to them. They're going to, they're going to remember you and recall you when you do eventually message them and say, Hey, uh, you know, just to let you know, we've been engaging for a while. I did notice you, you have such and such opportunity open at your company. Um, I do come from a cybersecurity background myself and just wondering if we can have a quick chat so I can talk, tell you about the results I've achieved for my previous uh, projects that I definitely want to see if I can achieve for you. And then I'd love to hear more about what, whatever problem you're, you're looking to, uh, 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 you know, solve it for this position. So that's the bonus tip. So I'm going to go through, go over all the tips again, uh, folks. So step number one is apply. Uh, step number two is research and identify key stakeholders, right? And these could be multiple people, HR people, recruiters, um, actual hiring managers, technical people. You want to do that. Step number three is connect with them. You want to connect with them on LinkedIn, send them a connection request. Uh, step four, send a direct message with your value proposition and actual uh, position, uh, actual achievements you result, you've achieved at your previous projects or previous companies. Uh, step number five is follow up, follow up, definitely keep following up with them and keep doing a value added follow up. And then step number six is uh, keep pursuing other, uh, other opportunities, right? You want to keep pursuing other opportunities. So you're, you're keeping your pipeline uh, full. Um, uh, so you're staying motivated and you have other opportunities to consider while you're still following up with those other opportunities. A bonus tip, engage with their content. The people you connect with on LinkedIn, the stakeholders, the hiring managers, those people of interest, keep engaging with their content and like their stuff, comment on their stuff, share your thoughts so that you engage with them and build that relationship. So hope that information was helpful. Let me know in the comments if this made sense to all of you. Let me know in the comments what your feedback is. <clears throat> Most of all, take action, folks. You need to take action on this stuff. So I'm going to go through the questions now. And if you have any questions, anyone, uh, put in the comments right now. I'm going to get around to the questions. <clears throat> I can't believe I'm almost, all, already losing my voice. But I'm going to get through the questions. All right, don't worry. So we got a question from uh, Priyanka. So Priyanka says, so, so firstly, thanks for your question, Priyanka. Priyanka says, I have started applying for new opportunities from last week. I got a call from HR. But uh, after that, no response uh, to some applications on, uh, hold on, uh, from HR. But after that, no response to some applications on Next Step. I have completed one to two technical assessments, which they sent for some applications. I sent follow-up email, but no response. So I need to send an email again. Yeah, Priyanka, absolutely. Keep following up. Keep following up, my friend. Like, don't give up. Keep showing interest. Keep following up. Uh, even refer to, uh, so it sounds like you had a few, uh, you had some conversations with them, right? Technical assessments. So I'm not sure if you had a co actual conversation. Sorry, excuse me. I, I, I'm not sure if you had an actual conversation, like an actual interview, uh, Priyanka, but even refer to points that they mentioned in the interview, for example, um, to continue the conversation, right? Maybe they were discussing, they have problem X, Y, Z, uh, a follow-up of yours might be, uh, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. HR, uh, you know, I, I do recall when we were speaking, you mentioned problem XYZ, your, your current, your company's experiencing, which is why you're looking for someone to hire for this position. I just had some ideas on that. You know, when do you have a few minutes for a quick phone call to catch up? It could be like that. It doesn't have to be always, yeah, you know, do you have an update, right? Be creative, folks. You need to be creative. 
so Priyanka, yeah, keep following up. Keep following up. Follow uh, use that follow up schedule that I that I mentioned before, and keep keep doing your follow up. Right. So I hope that helps, Priyanka. And uh, by, by the way, Priyanka, but at the same time, as you're following up, keep looking for other opportunities. I don't want you depending on just this one opportunity, so keep looking for others. I hope that helps, uh, Priyanka. Uh, Wendy, Ma Wendy Mao, hey, Wendy, how's it going? Wendy Mao says, yes, that's true, awesome. Uh, Sushma says, I never get reply from my application. Yeah, Sushma, so as I mentioned before, so hopefully this information, these steps I shared with you uh, should help. But if not, if you, if you, if you missed those steps that I spoke about, uh, just watch the replay of this because I mentioned uh, six six or seven steps you can use to 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 help you uh, in this process. So hope that helps, uh, Sushma. So Himadri has a question. So Himadri, thanks for your question. Uh, Himadri says, uh, uh, sometimes why recruited emailed with, uh, I guess you're saying sometimes why recruiters emailed with some questions and when we reply on that, they say they will contact us, but they never. In this situation, what to do? Yeah, so Himadri, that's a common situation a lot of candidates uh, actually experience. So what probably happened is that they probably asked you some questions to clarify your background. And uh, I guess your responses didn't really resonate with what they were looking for in an ideal candidate. So that's why they probably didn't get back. So my, my suggestion for the future, Himadri, is first of all, <clears throat> as much as possible, you need to you need to have these conversations on the, on the phone. So if they reply and say, uh, and they have questions in their email, you need to reply and say, hey, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Recruiter, I appreciate your, your interest in my profile and my background. Uh, I'd love to continue the conversation over a phone call. Uh, when do you have like a few minutes so I can explain to you exactly in detail uh, my, uh, you know, the, uh, answers to your, like what information you're trying to find out from these questions. So always aim for an actual phone call, folks. Email, email is not the best way to, to sell yourself. Email is for capturing people's attention, coordinating things here and there maybe. But it's not for having conversations. So keep that in mind, Himadri. And, and at the same time, Himadri, yeah, uh, keep following up with this recruiter. Keep showing interest. Keep following up with them. But keep looking for other opportunities. Don't I don't want you to depend on just this one opportunity. So keep looking for other ones. Uh, so hope that helps, Himadri. Uh, so Ashutosh. Uh, so Ashutosh, thanks for your question. So Ashutosh says, even I do not get responses while having the perfect profile for the job role. Uh, and then uh, Ashutosh adds, they do not even provide any feedback for the same. Uh, yeah, Ashutosh, uh, I mean, that is the, that's the reality of the situation, right? I mean, uh, keep in mind that when folks, um, and this is from my perspective as a recruiter, uh, uh, just based on my experience as, as a staffing agency recruiter, right? I have had so many situations where I have met with organizations. They say, yeah, Dean, we're looking for XYZ skill set. And those are the core aspects of the of the role that we're looking for. And then whatever job description they provide, it's not even like it's not even the, like the core stuff they're looking for is not even mentioned on the job description, or the job description has a whole bunch of stuff that 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 isn't even required for the role. So if you're applying for a role, although you might feel yeah this job description is like a perfect match for me, the actual requirements might be different, uh, Ashutosh. So sometimes that might be the case, or it could simply be Ashutosh that they have received so many applications, like so many other people with your skill set applying for the role. They just simply have not come across your resume, right? And this is the challenge, and this is the issue with online applications, folks. This is why you should not depend on applying online. So as you told us, what you need to do is do those seven steps I spoke about on, on today's session. And that's what's gonna that's what's gonna have happen uh, help you uh, get past this this whole thing about you know these hundreds and hundreds of applications possibly that the recruiter is looking over, and they might not even get to your application or your resume. 
depending on the online application, losing game, folks. It's a failing game. It's a failing strategy. It's a losing strategy. Use these seven tips I shared with you. Do not depend on just applying online and expecting a response. It's not going to happen. It only happens like this much of the time. So keep that in mind, folks, and hope that helps out to us. And, and uh, I wish you the best in your job search. Uh, let's see here. What else? What else? What other questions do we have here? Uh, so here, uh, someone has said, I find the best ways to get your resume to a hiring manager through a friend who is part of an existing team that gets the more attention of the hiring manager and gives you a profile, uh, more credibility since your work has been validated by a, by a peer. Yeah, absolutely, Aris. Yeah, so Aris uh, gave some great advice here, folks. You got to leverage your, your network, leverage your network, leverage your relationships. And uh, yeah, use every channel available to you. So Aris gave a great point there. And that's exactly what you you need to use every channel available to you, folks. Not a lot of don't don't depend just on the online applications. Use the online applications for sure, but use online applications. Leverage your network. Can anyone get you an introduction to within the company? Uh, do you have friends there? Do you have family there? Do you have uh, previous colleagues there? Uh, use staffing agencies. Use uh, networking events. Use LinkedIn. You got to use every single avenue available to you. A lot of you are not doing that, right? So great advice, uh, Aris. I, I agree with that. Uh, let's see here. What else do I see here? Another question here. So someone asked, uh, once the company HR representative asked for expected salary for the specific role, which we have applied, what is the best approach to let them know? Uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, this is a great question. And now I can speak, you know, speaking from a, uh, from a staffing agency perspective, what I usually do with candidates I represent, I, I get an idea of what their ideal range of their, their, their dream rate is right like this and I, I would go with like the top range right like what are you looking for ideally that would make you completely you know absolutely happy that's the rate that i always present the candidate at right now that being said i always have a conversation with the candidate and i say look if it came down to negotiations in the future what is your lower end like what's the lower end that you would go with that you still be happy with so then i know the negotiation uh you know level uh, i can't remember the term right now but uh, i understand like what the negotiation um uh, options are right so in your case i mean uh, if you're applying directly what i would recommend is uh, i would say s still state a specific figure uh, because the problem with ranges is the expectations are different right for, for when a candidate provides a range if you provide a range of yeah i'm looking for uh, 80 to 90k and you present it to a company you're thinking about 90k but the company's thinking about 80k right and, and there's going to be a discrepancy so my advice is Present yourself at, at whatever high, high, high range you're looking for. Assuming it's reasonable and fair and you can justify it, go with the high range, right? Again, your skill set, your achievements, all of that has to match, obviously. Uh, because if you don't have the right skill set and you're you're quoting something that's way high, they're not going to be able to make sense of it. So make sure it's fair, reasonable, market rates, and it represents your level of, of ability and skill set. So go in at the higher range. And later on, if it comes down to negotiations, you can always negotiate lower if needed. But what you don't want to happen is to provide a range and then they come back with something and, and they give something lower in the range. And then it's like, uh, and then it's kind of awkward because then you're like, yeah, I want something higher. Well, why did you provide a range then, right? What's the point of providing a range if you're not happy with something at the lower end of the range? So make sure it's it's something you, you present yourself at something exactly that you want. Now, later on in the conversation, later on, maybe you discover new things about the role. And uh, because of that, you feel your salary should be higher. Just bring that up to them. Let them know, look, uh, when we first spoke, uh, definitely, you know, those were my salary expectations, but having learned more about the role and, and uh, uh, given the fact that I additionally have to do X, Y, Z for this position, which I certainly can do uh, because of that, it, may, it makes more sense for me to uh, to go move ahead with this position at 
X salary, right? So hope that helps, uh, you know, whoever asked that question. It's not showing your name for some reason. So uh, hopefully that helps. Uh, so uh, let's see here. So Sweta shared a great script. So yeah, make sure you check it out in the comments, comments folks. Sweta, uh, who's another great person to follow on LinkedIn. She shared a, shared a sample script uh, that you can use when you're messaging uh, people. So make sure you make use of that. Uh, Saeed said, yes, it's awesome. Awesome. Sounds good, Saeed. Thanks so much for your feedback. Uh, hey, hey, Dina, how's it going? Hope you're doing great. Uh, Dina out there in Montreal. Hope things are going well. Uh, let me know how your job search is going. Uh, Saeed again said, uh, thanks, Dean. It's really good. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, Tochuku says, thank you so much, Dean. My pleasure, Tochuku. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, then I have a question from Saeed, I think. So sometimes recruiters send email that they liked profile on LinkedIn and would like to discuss the opportunity in Toronto. And if interested, kindly reply with updated resume. Yeah, so so this is a good one, Saeed. I'm so glad you asked this. So again, folks, this goes back to what I mentioned before. You want to, as much as possible, uh, get them on the phone, right? So if a recruiter reached out to you, they email you, they're like, yeah, I liked your profile on LinkedIn and would like to discuss the opportunity. And if interested, kindly reply with updated resume. Uh, what you want to do, Saeed, is as much as possible, you want to try to get them on a phone call, right? Uh, so what, how how you would probably how you would reply reply to this is you and and if this is a recruiter that reached out to you, uh, re reply to the recruiter and say, hey, Mr. Mr. Recruiter, I appreciate your interest and and glad that you uh, you know my profile caught your attention. I certainly have a lot of great great accomplishments and achievements that I feel would be an asset to your organization. When would you have like five minutes for us to connect over a phone call? And I'd be happy to tell you more about that and, and definitely uh, be sending you my resume as well uh, so that we're able to, I'm able to run you through my resume as while I have you on the phone call, right? You can do that. So that's what I would suggest you do, Syed. So do that. If they still don't respond, uh, then, then of course, you know, send them your resume if you have to. But the reason why I don't want to send the resume right up front, Syed, is because I want you to be there when they read over your resume, right? Because when people are left to look at your resume on their own, folks, they, they have their own perceptions. They start making their own, forming their own conclusions and perceptions and thoughts, and you're not there to control that. And as a job seeker, I want you to be there when someone's looking at your resume so you can influence their perceptions. So, and this is why I, I advise a lot of you to not depend only on your resume. I want you to be on the phone with the recruiter, the hiring manager, whoever it is, if at all possible, when you're running them through your resume, because then I know that you're in a position to influence their thoughts and, and explain to them and address any questions or concerns they have while while they're going over your resume because you have them on the phone. So side, try and aim for that side, request a phone call, uh, let them know that uh, you wanna get on a phone call and then if they have a few minutes to discuss your, your profile in more detail and that you'll be sending your resume shortly soon as you get, you know, soon as they confirm, you know, their, their availabilities or their times, right? Now, the other thing you can do side, and this is something I recommend, Look, pick up the phone, pick up the phone, call them because now you have an excuse to call them at least, right? It's not going to be a cold call. It's going to be a warm call. And you can say, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Recruiter, I appreciate you reaching out. I just got your email and I thought it would be great to, uh, you know, have a chat with you and to actually send you the resume while I have you on the phone so I can run, run you through my achievements and my accomplishments and uh, answer any, any immediate questions you have. So try that out, Saeed. I hope that helps. And thanks so much for your, uh, uh, you know, for your question and tuning in. <clears throat> So I have a question from Ayo. So Ayo, uh, Ayo says, uh, do, I do apply for foreign applications as I'm based here in Nigeria, despite my huge achievements and certifications. They never enlist me in an interview. Meanwhile, I do get, do get invited within my local country here. 
Yeah, so Ayo, that, Ayo, that's a uh, that's a great question, and it's a frustration a lot of people uh, actually go through. And the reason for that, Ayo, is currently right now, especially, and I don't know if you're applying for jobs here in Toronto, Ayo, but here in Toronto, I mean, the situation is there's, there's just so many, because of this whole pandemic situation, a lot of people have been laid off. Uh, so it goes back to what I mentioned before, Ayo. There's, there's much more available talent locally, um, uh, locally here on the market that are applying for the same positions, right? So even for a company to consider someone, like they need to be able to justify considering someone who's not even in the country yet when there's just so many people just locally here, right here on the ground, unemployed, looking for work. So it might be challenging for you to do that, Ayo, but still I recommend you start developing relationships uh, again with, with key people, key stakeholders, start developing those relationships, start engaging with their content and then stuff that they post on LinkedIn so that by the time you come here even, they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, I know Ayo. He's been, he's been commenting on my stuff and uh, he's been writing a lot of intelligent stuff and, and commenting and sharing his thoughts. He's definitely seems like a, like a talented guy in this skill set. Uh, yeah, I definitely love to call him in, call him in for an interview. Maybe that might happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but hey, that might be their thought process. Ayo. So, so keep doing that and uh, stay positive. All right. So hope that helps. Got a question for someone else. Uh, once the company HR representative asked for expected salary for the specific role, which we have applied yeah, I think uh, I think I already answered this question. So uh, thanks for the question. Uh, Shiva says, uh, how to convince recruiter that I will be able to perform even without prior Canadian experience? How to tackle that in the resume? So look, it's a great question, right? Now, it, it now Shiva, this could depend on which. Like, uh, I'm not sure if your situation is that they they're they're telling you this over the phone, or whether you're sp simply speaking about things from a application standpoint. But even from an application standpoint, this goes back to what I'm what I'm saying before, folks, and I'm and I'm, I'm I'm repeating this because I need all of you to internalize this. Do not depend solely on your online application. This is why a lot of you, again, going back to that survey, what is it, 300 and something of you of the 500 and something that voted on that survey I did, 64% of you are experiencing this whole thing where you're not getting responses to your online application. So what I'm saying is, do not depend on your online applications, folks. This is the whole point of these these steps that I shared today because you need to be doing things additional to that. So same thing for, goes for you, Shiva. Uh, you wanna, in your direct messaging, you wanna speak about your achievements. Uh, and it looks like you're, you're, you're an IT project manager. And look, no matter where in the world, folks, IT is the same, technology is the same, whether you're in Canada or Japan or uh, Alaska or uh, Scandinavia or Australia or whatever, wherever you are, IT is IT, technology is technology, it's the same. That's what you wanna focus on, Shiva. And you wanna, again, you wanna focus on your achievements. If you worked at previous well-known brands, right, like Deloitte and uh, KPMG, you know those well-known Pepsi and all those well-known companies, you want to name drop. You want to you take advantage of that, folks. You want to do the name dropping. If you don't have any name dropping to do, uh, focus on the achievements, the results, which is what I spoke about before. Uh, for those of you who might have tuned in late, make sure you watch this replay uh, all over again because I speak about six steps, six, seven steps you need to take after you apply for an application online that you need to take. Uh, because otherwise you're just sitting back and you're waiting for things to happen and that's not proactive. All right. So, uh, hope that helps Shiva and Ashutosh says, okay, okay, sure. Awesome. Ashutosh, uh, Saeed says, thanks and really appreciate it. Dean. Yeah, no worries. Saeed. And, and, uh, Saeed all the best and yeah, uh, push for that phone call. Saeed push the, for that phone call. I want you to be there on the phone with them when they run through your resume. So you have control over their perceptions, right? And you can influence their perceptions when they're going through your resume. Uh, so Himadri says, how can we say our resume is best 
for any job application, I am using Rescore. Yeah, Himadri, you can't do that. There's no possible way to do that. I know there's all sorts of fancy. So the, here again, folks, see, so this is, and Himadri, I'm not picking on you, Himadri, but this is the problem a lot of you are facing. You're depending on all these online things. Like, how do I get a perfect resume? Uh, she mentioned, uh, uh, Himadri mentioned this res, what is it, res, uh, res score, right? Uh, you guys are, are submitting your application on uh, your resume onto this thing. It's giving your, and then I think you compare it to the job description. It's giving you a comparison and all these things. Folks, It's there's no foolproof way. All of you are looking for this magic bullet. There's no magic bullet, folks. And you guys are wasting your time applying for these things, using these uh, resume, uh, fancy resume applications, things that, that supposedly guarantee you. Like, yeah, even if you do, uh, even if your resume does kind of uh, match the description, there's no guarantee. That's the keywords that the hiring manager is going to be looking for, folks. Right? There's no guarantee. Like, it could be some generic job description that they Googled on on, on Google that they came up with and they just threw on there just so that they can tell tell the, the hiring manager, yeah, we posted the job description on there and we're, we're, we're getting applications. Do not depend on the online methods, folks. So Himadri, same thing goes for you. Apply for the role. You want to do your resco thing. That's fine, Himadri. Do that. Use that application if you feel that's useful. I personally don't. I don't think it really, I think it's inconsequential. But definitely do that. Use it. Apply. And then use these seven steps that I told you about, Himadri. You, you can't avoid that. Otherwise, you're just applying for a role. You're waiting there. And you're just going to keep being part of the 64% that's struggling right now at the application stage. This is very concerning for me, folks. And, and it, it frustrates me because there's, you, all of you are so many talented people out there who, who are struggling simply because you're focused entirely on applying online and you're just waiting for a response. And it's a failing strategy. It's, it's a failing strategy. And it's not an effective strategy, folks. So that's the whole point. That's why I shared these seven steps because this is what you need to be doing. So Himadri, definitely apply for that. There's no guarantee your resume is going to be the perfect match for the job description. There's no way. Only God knows that. So do that. And then do these other steps I told you, Himadri. Identify the key stakeholders, the key decision makers, and you know all those steps. So if you, if you missed that part, Himadri, uh, after this stream is done, watch the replay. Watch the replay. I describe all those steps. That's what all of you need to be doing. There's no magic bullet, guys. There's no magic bullet, folks. The job search is not going to be an easy thing. You got to do some legwork. You got to do some heavy lifting here and there. But that's what's, what it's going to take to get you past this whole application and ATS and all this stuff, right? So hope that helps, Imadri. Uh, AO says, thanks, Dean. Very insightful info. No worries, AO. Uh, Abby says, uh, thank you, Dean. This is very insightful. No worries, Abby. I appreciate your feedback, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, and then Harsho says, how to face challenges and opportunities in this COVID-19 pandemic situation in oil and gas fields? So Harsho, I can't say I'm an expert in that space. I primarily recruit for uh, the, the IT sector, uh, Harsho, uh, definitely in various industries uh, you know, that have IT departments, but I can't say I've recruited extensively in oil and gas. But what I would suggest you do, Harshal, is go where the opportunities are. Like you need to do some research and find out where are the opportunities. And then you want to put a targeted approach. And then what you want to do, Harshal, is, is again, if you missed my, my previous tips on this segment, watch the replay. After the stream is done, watch the replay. I list seven tips you need to take to, uh, to tackle the situation and, and, and give yourself an increased chance for, uh, for, getting, uh, for getting opportunities. So uh, sorry I couldn't be of more help, Harshal. Unfortunately, oil and gas is not an area I'm, I'm well, well informed about. So uh, um, you know, make sure you do that. Uh, so Himadri says, thank you for the answer, but how the recruiter analyzes the resume, do we need any keywords for that? Yeah, so Himadri, again, again, what the keywords are, you you can, you and I cannot predict. Like there's no telling. There's no telling what keywords uh, the recruiter is going to be looking for. 
right? Because this goes back to what I said before. Just because just because something's listed in the job description, folks, does not mean the recruiter is going to be looking at it. I have recruited on positions where the key skill set is not even listed in the job description that the, the organization provided me with. That's the reality of the situation. And you guys are way too focused on job descriptions right now. And that's why you need to be focused on, on taking a proactive approach, messaging recruiters and messaging, uh, you know, making those direct contacts and, and, uh, and, and doing, doing what's necessary beyond the application stage to get yourself in front of the right people. Uh, keywords, I mean, uh, if, if you're, you can, you can focus on the main keywords, I guess, right? But there's no telling what, what the recruiter is going to be looking for, uh, uh, Himadri. So make sure you keep that in mind. And, and again, my response is the same. Go through these steps because there's no guarantee. And even if they find the right keywords, what makes you think you're, you're, they're even going to come across your resume, folks? Look, I'll give you a quick inside scoop on like just myself as a recruiter. When I do a, when I do a case, sorry, when I, when I recruit on, on a position, and I, let's say I'm looking for a Java developer. I might, I might, in my keywords, I might put Java developer and uh, I don't know, Angular, Angular experience or something, or Angular, right? So if when I do that keyword search, guess guess how many results I'm gonna get? Like I'm gonna get maybe hundreds of hundreds of candidates. So even if you get past that the ATS thing, because most a lot of you are way too obsessed with this ATS thing, how to get past the ATS? Even if you get past the ATS, the next challenge is. How do you get the recruiter to even look at your resume? And there's no guarantee. There's no answer for that. I don't have an answer for that. It all depends on how sequentially your, your resume comes up. And I don't think there's any science behind that. So let's say I get 100 results, right, for, for Java developer. Uh, let's say your, your resume comes up at, at number, number, number 11 on the list, right? You're your, your number 11 in the, in the search results. Let's say within the first 10 phone calls, I find the Java developer I need. And I, and, I, and, I, and I present like four people for that role. Guess what? I'm not going to come around to your resume. I'm not going to go around to, to number 11 because I found who I needed by the time I reached candidate number 10. And you guys are focused way too much. So, so even if you make it past the, past the ATS, it doesn't guarantee anything. So this is why I recommend you need to get in direct com communication with the actual stakeholders. Do not depend on the online application. Do not depend on the ATS, beating the ATS, right? Everyone's talking about beating the ATS. Folks, even if you beat the ATS, there's no guarantee anyone's going to even look at your resume. Did you consider that? Has anyone considered that? So this is why I'm always explaining and, and, and telling you guys, do not do not obsess so much about this stuff. You need to use those other channels, direct messaging, cold calling even. Pick up the phone and call the people you want to connect with. Because again, there's no guarantee that your resume is even going to show up in the search results. And even if it does, what if it's number 11? Or, or like in the example I gave you right now, what if it's number 50? Right, there's no guarantee you're, anyone's going to come across your resume, folks. Do not do, obsess too much over your resume. It's certainly important to have a good resume and that it comes up. I mean, that's great. That's that's fantastic. But you need to take those additional steps, and and that's what I spoke about here. Those additional steps could be directly reaching out to the person that you want to connect with and reach out to. Mention something that captured their attention. Get them on a phone call. Have an actual conversation with them, folks. All right. So look, I'm not trying to discourage all of you. I'm not trying to scare all of you. I'm here to give you a reality of the situation. And the, re and the reality is you're, a lot of you are way too uh, focused on, on purely online and beating the ATS and beating the resume system. You need to take a, you need to use every channel available to you folks. So look, uh, I'm going to wrap it up here, folks. I know I've kept you on here for, for over an hour. So let me know in the comments if you found this helpful and useful. I'm going to keep talking about this because obviously a lot of you are, are struggling with this um, you know, online applications, not getting a response thing. So I hope you got the message that I wanted to convey in this. Do not depend. You want to apply for positions, but do not depend on that. There are several steps you need to take beyond that point. 
<clears throat> and again, uh, what you want to do is, if you miss those steps, watch the replay, right? Watch the replay. Uh, what is this here? So Dina has a comment here. Dean, what to do if you cannot figure out who the hiring manager is? One strategy is to ask a senior person at the same role as advertised on LinkedIn and talk to them. Yeah, sure, Dina. Yeah, you can definitely do that. And, and again, folks, you, you might have to do some guesswork here and there. So, um, but you know what, folks, you have nothing to lose. You have the worst case scenario, the person you reach out to doesn't respond. Uh, when I first started recruiting, my, my, like, you know, a lot of people mention nowadays about, you know, yeah, send a direct, only connect with people, you know, or send a, send a customized message. When I started in recruitment, I didn't do anything fancy. I just, I, I, I type in, you know, Java developer, the search results would come. I just do connect, 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 connect. No, not even a customized message. I wouldn't even do a customized message. I, I just purely play the, play the numbers game. Connect, 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 connect. Okay, systems administrators, systems, I type in systems administrators, search results, connect, 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 connect. That's what I did. That's how I build my network when I first started out. It's a lot different now, right? But that's how I started out. And that's maybe what you guys need to do in your job search when you're identifying who you want to reach to within, within these companies you're interested in, right? So try everything, folks, and don't depend on the online, on the online application. Uh, so hope that helps, Dina. And yeah, Dina, try and, try and do some guesswork. Try and, as best as possible, to figure out who the hiring manager might be. And reach out to multiple people. All right. So again, I, I highly recommend you you watch the replay for this for those seven steps. Try this out, folks. Keep doing it. It's not going to get immediate results. You need to do this over a few weeks. This is this is a strategy you need to carry out over a few weeks. And you gotta you gotta play the numbers game. Before you get quality, you have to go for quantity. All right. So look, everybody, stay positive. I know it's tough times right now, but stay positive. Keep taking action. Uh, change those things that that are not getting you results. Right. So obviously, online applications, depending only on online applications, not getting you results. You got to make those adjustments, which is what I talked about today. Some additional steps you need to take. Change what's not working. Uh, keep doing what is working, right? Change what's, what's not working and then keep doing uh, what is working for you, all right? So everyone stay positive. And, and every week, Wednesdays, 11 a.m., I do these live streams. So make sure you put it on your calendar. And every week, uh, Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, right? Eastern time zone. So mark it on your calendar every week, Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. Dean's going live. Uh, make sure you visit my profile. Scroll down to my activity if you don't see anything. And uh, and tune in live, right? Because I want to, and, and for the next few weeks, I'm going to I'm gonna be talking about this, this whole strategy and, and because uh, a lot of people are struggling with this, right? So I'm going to be talking about online applications. I'm also going to be talking talking about that the, the number two most, most common concern, which is not getting interviews. I'm going to be speaking about that as well. Uh, so make sure you tune in. And folks, just a heads up before all of you sign off, Tomorrow, tomorrow I have a special guest <clears throat> at 11 a.m. Eastern time zone for my job search chat. Uh, and I have, uh, joining me is Soha Juneja, and she's she's a happiness coach and a mental health mental health uh, advisor. We're going to be talking about dealing with stress, anxiety, depression, and mental stress during the job search. I'm going to be asking her about that stuff because I know a lot of you are experiencing stress and anxiety and depression maybe. So I want, and I'm, I'm not an expert in this space, right? Like I have my thoughts about this stuff, but I'm not the expert. So I'm bringing in a happiness coach and a mental a mental health advisor to speak about this tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. So right after you get off, mark your calendar. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, June 25th, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. If you're stressed out right now about your job search, you want tips on, on maintaining your mental health and, and happiness, that's what my, tomorrow's expert is going to speak about. She's uh, Soha Juneja. She's tuning in all the way from India. 
And uh, she's really passionate about this space. And she's going to be providing tips on how you can handle that stress and, the, and that anxiety. Uh, and, and, uh, and again, folks, um, LinkedIn does not always provide the notifications. So if you don't get the notification tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone in the morning, visit my profile, scroll down to the, to, to the activity section, and you should see me live with my guest, all right? So folks, everybody uh, stay positive. Hope this information was helpful. Let me know in the comments if it was, if it was helpful. Uh, hit like if you found this information useful. And I'm going to keep putting on these tips. Everybody stay positive. Keep taking action. And and, and let's get through this, guys. We're going to get through this. There's going to be some twists and turns. There's going to be some bumps, just like anything in life. But let's adjust our actions. Let's let's make the necessary adjustments. Let's push through. Let's 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 give a good fight, okay? If we're, if, even if we're going down, let's give up. Let's give a good good fight if we're going to go down, right? Not, I'm not saying we are, but if we are, look, if you're going to go down, throw throw a few punches before you go down, right? So stay positive. Let's push through, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be here uh, help uh, helping all of you out with the, with some tips. All right, so keep pushing through, guys. Everybody have a great day. We'll talk again soon. All right, take care. Bye.